great. That's how we're going to start this show. Huh? That's how we're putting it down. Nice. I'm ready. All right. Welcome to Staying in Trouble. Number third episode. We're getting there, man. We're getting, we're getting there. there. We got some newer equipment. We got some some boom arms. We're ready to go. We're excited. Uh, we're putting it out there. We're definitely on iTunes right now, and we're on Pandora and Spotify. Dude, so we're, we're hooked moving. up. Let's go. Get a get a listen. Get a listen. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. So what's up, man? So I'm sporting my hawk hat tonight, and I'm like, we definitely, definitely at a crossroads tonight. Um, you know, first quarter, you know, and I'm pretty sure all of Las Vegas is at this same point. We're like 10-0. All right. Are we ready to abandon the teams that we've been supporting for so long, and are we on the Raiders bandwagon? And I'm pretty oh, sure in the man. first quarter, I think everybody was. Second quarter, everyone put that little Raider flag that they got out of City Hall, and they put that away and put their <laughs> put their real gear on. So, you know, so I'm a diehard Seahawks fan. I've been a Seahawks fan uh, since I was a teenager. I wanted to get my friend John Reed, who's a diehard Vikings fan, on and get his take on things. Uh, you know, the crossroads is is not just are we going to be a Raiders fan? It's what am I going to do with my closet of jerseys, hats, shoes, socks, you know? And, and so I think it's, uh, I think it's a big dilemma, not just for me, but for a lot of people. What do you think? You know, I, my very first golden Knights. Okay. I'm going to jump over golden Knights game. I went to, I sat next to a guy. They, they were playing the Detroit Red Wings. It was game. I think it was their second home game. Right? Sold out. I tried to get those tickets. It, it, it was a fun game. Well, the guy I was sitting next to had a uh, Detroit jersey on, but a Golden Knights hat on. And we, you know, you know how it is. You're yeah. sitting next to the guy. You spark up a conversation. And he says he was born and raised in Detroit. When he was playing peewee hockey, he, in the ponds of Detroit, that's where, I mean, he loved the Red Wings growing up, moved out here to Las Vegas. And then here comes the Golden Knights years and years later, and now he's a fan. And, but at the same time, he just cannot give up his diehard love to those Red Wings. So when they come into town, he sports both things. But when the Golden Knights play any other team, he's, he's a hardcore Golden Knights fan. And because of being here in Vegas, the Raiders have already existed. They moved from town to town, and here they are coming to Vegas next season. I, you know, being born and raised here, I've wanted to root for a home team so bad. As long as it's not the Rams. Because <laughs> all, my, all my buddies growing up were like, L.A. this, L.A. that, L.A. Lakers fans, L.A. Rams. I'm yeah. like, is there someone else besides these bandwagon teams that, I, you know, we can pull a hitch to? Well, and growing up here, L.A., that area, San Diego, like – Growing up watching the Stars was the baseball team here. We were an affiliate to the Padres for years and years and years. So, like anyone listening, I think we should do that again. I love uh, Aviators Great Park. Can we go back to being? Because that was a that was a cherished moment in my childhood. And uh, yeah, you know, I know the Padres are aren't really a the winningest team, <laughs> but man, it was fun yeah. as a kid. It was great. Oh, it, it was a it was a great time. So usually. Usually people who grew up here in Southern Nevada or Nevada period ends up being somewhat of a West Coast team. Uh, 
fan of one way or the other. There's some 49ers fans and stuff like that. Um, but I hate to use the word bandwagon, but I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think I'm jumping on it. I'm excited for the Raiders to come. I'm excited to root for my home team uh, or a home team team, you know, just something here. You know, I, I just I don't know. I'm excited. Well, for those that know me, know that um, I tend to cheer loud and I kind of put myself out there. Uh, I'm not a stranger to the Jumbotron. I look good on it. What can I say? <laughs> and um, I've so, seen you on it at the Rebel Games. Yeah. That's what I loved about the Knights game. It's crazy is at the Rebel Games, you know, there's like a few of us going to college. I, I was a, a, a Frojo back in the day and we got to do some entertaining and that was fun and helped kind of carry that tradition. Not as much. I mean, as an adult, you got to be like an adult for a little bit. But uh, going to a Knights game is like UNLV versus Arizona, like on steroids. Oh, yeah. And like everyone is like knighted up. Like, oh, I love it. Yeah. If you don't like walk in with a minimum of one, two pieces of swag. You must have just like you must have just flew in and lost your luggage or something because or you're going to feel guilty. So you're going to go down to the armory and pick something up. Why wouldn't you? You have to. You have to. And, uh, you know, they had a great preseason game today. Um, Just a little football report. Uh, You know, this what was subject for me was. So the Hawks played uh, the Steelers one by two points, as Adam pointed out earlier before he as he walked in. And uh, wait, 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 last week, how much did they win? Or they only won by one or two, right? A win's a win. I, but they worked really hard against the Bengals. When you have an offensive really line hard. like ours, when you have an offensive line like ours, every win's a hard one. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I had about 10 years ago, I had the chance to uh, get Sean Alexander's uh, uh, clothes, his jersey from the Super Bowl game where they lost to the Steelers. Oh yeah. And so anytime we beat the Steelers in my mind, we're beating them again in the Super Bowl. And so I like, I like your friend who was a wings and a Knights fan. Cause I think that gives me a little path forward. Like what to do in the future is keep my, my Seahawks stuff. Cause those are like good people. And then the Raiders are the Raiders. Like those are some bad people like growing up (laughs) i remember you know the raiders were that original you know pads with the spikes like you know they here's everyone else with their cheap shots in the league and raiders are like oh we're gonna do at least triple that like every time like do not throw across the middle because concussions coming your way well okay so the seahawks play the raiders here in Las Vegas, sometime in the future, whenever that is. You're going to the game. What are you going to wear? Hawks all the way through. All the way Socks, through. jersey, Russell Wilson on the back, my sweet hat that I have on right now. I may even turn it up, put the Seahawks sunglasses on. Uh, yeah, I got tons of Seahawks swag, and it looks good on me. <laughs> and if you've ever been to a I Seahawks... I like the green. It, it's it's pretty cool, but you have to admit, after they won that Super Bowl, man, fans were coming out of the woodwork on that. It is, and so all of a sudden, I'm seeing stickers on trucks everywhere, and it's like, 
holy cow, you know. The, but, o- the only thing I don't have that I wish I would have kept was a Brian Bosworth bobblehead, which I had. And for me, I was really hurt by Brian Bosworth. He took this huge contract coming out of Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then we ended up with a horrible season. And if you do a horrible season, you end up with another horrible season. It was like this perpetual. So I've been a Seahawks fan way before they had a winning record. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh, you're a bandwagon. And then I have to go get my like 30-year-old hat. I'm going to say, see this right here? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, this is like the real deal. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, here, here's some of my best friends. They will tell you that I've been a Seahawks fan. And I've been paying for lunches and dinners and side bets for many years before they won those Super Bowls. So, <laughs> Awesome. Well, there were some other good games too, man. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. My son asked me. He says, "Dad, what team do you think? What's your predict, uh, prediction? Who do you think is gonna win the Super Bowl?" And I'm like, "Dude, even with that drama with AB going over there, dude, <sighs> those, those, those Patriots, dude, they went some deep sea fishing today. They murdered some dolphins. They and did. I, and and I, I'm not coming out saying I'm a Patriots fan, but I can." I recognize the talent where it's there, you know. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta pay respect. You gotta give respect to the system, to Belichick. Um, you know, speaking of the Raiders, like I said, in that second quarter, you know, start watching some of that game and they're letting Mahomes like throw darts 44 yards into the deep secondary. You're like, ah, oh, I feel like the Raiders' hopes were like dashed, like, oh, we yeah, came out strong. Yeah. And oh, this is the upper league team. Yeah, that's how you fare against. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, yeah, the Chiefs, the Patriots, they definitely brought it. You know what I was surprised by is the, the Niners this week. And so a couple of years ago, a buddy of mine, we, uh, for Thanksgiving, we actually flew up to uh, Levi Stadium. Mm-hmm. Just one day, flew in the morning, went over to Levi Stadium, saw the game. Hawks won, of course. And so it's been nice having the Niners on the back burner, not winning as much, but they were looking good. I think they won by like by like 39 points. They put a licking on the Bengals. And so I was like, uh, Niners are looking pretty strong today. And the NFC is by far the stronger of the two divisions. So I don't know if you can really have a predictor this early. I mean, injuries are starting to mount up already. So. Yeah, yeah, you got to be. Well, I went to... I don't know if it was the last season. Maybe they had one more after it. But me and a couple buddies did a road trip to San Francisco. It was kind of a guy's trip. My wife calls it my gaycation. <laughs> but it was just a guy's trip to San Francisco. And we caught, we caught a Giants game. And then that Monday night, it was the first Monday night of the, of the season. So it was uh, the 49ers playing the Saints. I think it was the the year before Saints won the Super Bowl. Is yeah, that's yeah, usually yeah. how it is. So, so it, it was a big deal, big game, Monday Night Football. It was and it was at Candlestick, and a uh, lot of fun, man. It, it it was awesome. But the football game was at Levi Stadium. No, oh, it was at Candlestick. It was for- at Candlestick. That's what I'm saying. I think it was the last season of Candlestick. Okay, okay, okay. It was that long ago. Yeah, it was that long ago. So I think this that season they were building Levi, but it, yeah. It, it wasn't done yet. So I went to candlestick before it was all gone. And, um, a little side note for anyone going to Levi stadium, uh, the Uber and Lyft stations are on the, on the North side of the stadium. 
none are on the south side. So let me guess that's where you were. So we did a quick <laughs> three mile run sprint <laughs> to catch a red eye back to the airport. So we we they drop you off on I think it's the south side. And everyone else already knew this, that all the Uber and Lyft stations are on the north side. So we ran from literally like a mile and a half to the to the south. We had to run another mile and a half back to the north side to grab a, a, a Uber on that side, a Lyft, and take it back to the, to the airport. And we just barely made it in time with like, with like wow. eight minutes to go. Well, see, we wish we would have done something like that or at least taken the BART. To, to the stadium, we drove, paid 30 bucks for to park. It was a pain to get in and out. It, it was kind of tough. But the game was fascinating. They retired Jerry Rice's jersey that night. Boys to men played. Dude, it was an awesome, it was an awesome show. But there's that old saying, I think, I don't know who said it, but th they say that the coldest winter they ever had was a summer they spent in San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. The day was beautiful. We hung out all day. We toured around, went to Fisherman's Wharf and all that stuff. I had shorts and just a T-shirt on. I grabbed a long sleeve T-shirt for the game, knew the sun was going to go down, thought the day was beautiful. It was clear. It was a clear day in San Francisco. Awesome day. Thought, oh, no problem. That sun went down and that wind picked up across the bay. I thought I was going to die. I was freezing to death. I was up there shivering like, like a complete idiot. And everyone else is in these huge jackets. And I thought they were the weirdos until that sun went down. And I, I, dude, that was a long game. It was a long, I was so cold, so cold, but still a lot of fun. And it was a good memory of, you know, being there, but you know, this time of year and I got a couple buddies that are going to just probably switch this thing off the minute they hear, it. but dude, Baseball isn't over. <laughs> Dude, there's all this talk about football. And don't get me wrong. Football's exciting. I'm watching the games. But, dude, baseball is wrapping up. Man, the fall classic is ready to start. You got, I mean, the, the National League, the Dodgers, and the Dirty South, the, the Atlanta Braves, man, they, they've already clinched their divisions. And uh, they're battling over the Central and for the wild card. American League, no one's has clinched yet, but dude, I mean, the games are close and they're fun to watch. I said, man, I, I'm, I've always been a diehard baseball fan and I love it this time of year. Not only that, like, you know, Henderson Little League fall ball starts this week coming up. My son has his very first game. It's a lot of fun. I go out to the games. I love listening to the pro games, watching my son out there play. Weather's dropping, man, it's getting cool. It's nice. Man. Uh, the Spartans, Henderson Local Club Ball. Uh, I don't know what they're minors. I think. Uh huh. Yeah, they just they wrapped up a first place in Cedar. So, uh, I've always been a proponent of having a bigger baseball stadium. I really wish the Aviators would have landed in Henderson. Oh yeah. Versus uh, Summerlin, but uh, see, there's a lot of hush hush talk. I see it in the paper that Vegas or Henderson's talking to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Don't know. I mean, they're, they're super quiet about it. Nothing's a for sure. But like, I mean, if they're talking about it and thinking about it, I personally think if they saw the success that the Golden Knights had in their very first season here, I, if, if all professional organizations out there aren't looking at Vegas as a straight up, like a possibility for NBA, for MLB, all of that, they're fools 
because the market is here. Maybe in the past we couldn't support it, but we can definitely support it. You go to those Knights games, it, it's electric. That was the other thing is I, I said in the last podcast, my daughter sang uh, yeah. with our school choir the national anthem at the Aviators game. And when they get to that part of the anthem where they say uh, all through the night and then they yell yeah, night, they yeah. still did it at the Aviators game. And that's fun. That's exciting. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's a good time. Did they do it when you were there at the game? Did, I don't. I don't think Wait, so. Oh, I forgot. See, box seats, you can't hear the common folks scream down there, can you? <laughs> You're up there s- sipping fancy drinks and eating your chocolate-covered strawberries while the rest of us are... Oh, I think it was baklava. Well, out of the, but they, there is a chocolate fountain up there. And yeah, don't, those, don't tell me that. Yeah, and the and the box seats were, were fabulous. Just another plug for those box seats is... Uh, uh, you have your own little private balcony, you know, we could, you know, trade drinks with the other balcony next to us. Yeah. Much better than the common seats. Cause we did go downstairs <laughs> to the common seats just to see what it was all about. You know, there's a couple guys in the pool and that was pretty cool. Um, now the pool, if I had the money, I, that's what I would do is I would rent out that whole pool area, bring a bunch of friends and just, I think the food's included in there. And yeah, I, I don't even know what the, I, I haven't looked to see what even that kind of price is but man that looks like a good time you know what's crazy is i i don't think there's a bad seat actually oh, in no, that whole park no, no that's and, a good uh, time right it, it's just like t-mobile like literally you could be at the standing if you're in the standing uh seats in t-mobile you're still got great seats like and that's what's incredible is about these about these venues is parking was easy uh getting in and out the going through the door was easy Food was fabulous. The sliders were fabulous. Like there's this whole buffet thing for, you know, for the box seat people. Fabulous. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it was great. Wish we would have won that night. That would have been a little bit better. But um, yeah, I think just having, like you said, you know, that cross pollination of sports of, you know, my brother-in-law was at a lights game that same night. I said, well, and there was a UNLV game that night too. Now, UNLV got taken to the wood shack that night, so I'm glad we went to the Aviators game. But, <laughs> you know, that's the, the hope is that uh, all the sports, it, they're all bringing each other up, you know. and uh, But yeah. the big thing is what they can do for youth sports in this town. It's, it, it's huge. My, uh, my daughter was playing flag football with their school, but the entire league was paid by the Raiders organization. They all had Raider jerseys, that, and, and the whole thing was put on by them. And, uh, it, man, it, it, was a, it was a great time. And so I, I, I think you're going to start seeing that more and more is as they invest in the community, they're going to invest in the youth sports. We got that ice arena coming up in here in Henderson, right on Water Street. It's My, one of three, one of three. And, I, yeah, I think, I think it's, I, I it's one of It's going to bring youth hockey into Henderson. Right now, any kid who's playing youth hockey has to travel way on the other side of town. And my sons have been begging ever since the Knights have been in town. They're begging to, Dad, I want to play, I want to play. But driving all the way out there for practices a few times a week was like out of the question. But now with this ice coming into Henderson, it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah, I have a, I have a client who actually, uh, her son is in the youth league and they make the trip across town and uh, uh Neil came into the locker room, took pictures with the kids. I mean, for kids, you got to believe. I mean, the whole reason why there's even autographs in sports is to, you know, 
be have that one-on-one with a professional athlete, someone that's, you know, put the price in, who has the vision. And I think for kids, like, you know, you and I growing up here, we were so far away from professional, uh, professional sports that, you know, you have no idea how a professional athlete lives. You don't know how he trains. You don't know what he eats. You don't know, oh, you know, what does it actually take to get paid to, to play, you know, mm-hmm. to live the dream? Oh, yeah. And so, and, you know, you know, and very few people, I, you know, there was an interview the other day on the radio with uh, Randall Cunningham, and, and he has a passion to get football bigger and better in the Las Vegas Valley. He's moved back to town. You know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback living here. Yeah. Willing to invest in the community. Yeah. The, you know what? And I, I was just flipping through highlights, you know, before uh, coming over here. I saw the Aces. Man, they had a huge win. Uh, did you watch the game? No, I did not. I, like I said, I only caught the highlights. I mean, I, Sarah I, I, and I were watching the game. We almost got in our car and almost went down. Was that tonight down. or was that, that was last t- night? That was tonight. Dude, that, that last three-pointer at like 10 seconds, and it was like off. It was like a Steph Curry shot deep, like almost at half court. All the way there, man, it was it was unbelievable. Like I said, I only caught the highlights. Well, yeah, so we were watching the first half of the game, and they couldn't buy a basket. They were down by 10, then down by 12. But when the game was, we were only down by two, Sarah and I were like, wow, this is a really good game. I'm like, yeah, this is, happened at Mandalay Bay. You know, and I'm like, you know what? I, You know, that start, that, that little Frojo inside of me starts going, Oh man, this is my local team. This is yeah, basketball. Yeah. Maybe I should go get my cape on. Maybe yeah. I should go get my uh, fro on and h- head down there. You know, I got a black fro for the aces. I could definitely make that happen. And uh, it was intense. Those girls were playing their hearts out, you know, you know, and then anytime I know if a game is intense is when you start yelling at the TV, right? Oh yeah. Uh, like hey, your kids leave the room. Everyone's scared of dad for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny you talk about baseball is uh, my wife sent me a picture this week and um, it's, I think it's called angry mama. It's for cleaning your microwave. You put it in your microwave and it cleans it and it has this angry face. And so my wife sent me a picture and, and took the angry off and put, Hey, softball, Eric and everyone in our office, we have a, we have an office uh, softball team and, and they know, uh, you know, nobody wants to be around softball, Eric. I get a little too competitive. I get a little, I mean, we just play the beer league, you know, E-League and, and softball, Eric comes out a little bit for you do the co-ed nights, right? Yeah. We do the co-ed nights and yeah, you know, errors or missed hits or missed gloves. You know, I put myself in the dugout and I start, I try to tone myself down because man, my head just starts explode and the redness starts deepening. I'm like, <laughs> everyone's like, Oh, he really is a redhead. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah put me into a, a softball game where I'm dependent upon, you know, nine other people. Yeah. The softball yeah. Eric comes out. So softball is a good time. Good time, man. I'm, I'm going to start playing in a couple weeks and it's, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. It's a lot of like fun. Said, if, if this time of year, happening. this time of year in Southern Nevada is just awesome, man. I, this is, I, I'm telling you, it's my favorite time. We just survived the summer. <laughs> Temperatures are dropping, man. I, dude, I've, it's been I, gorgeous out. Oh yeah. Like now until, until the end of the year, actually, this is why everyone comes and stays. They're like, Oh, 
you got past the 110. Yeah, that was like for two weeks, brother. Yeah, it, dude, you could feel it. Yeah, and dude, this is to- I'm Phil Collins. It man, I can feel it coming in the air tonight, man. <laughs> I could you could stand outside and feel that wind, and you know, changes are coming, man. You know, winter's coming. Well, and it's funny. I didn't even think about this. Yeah, the fact that we were in the playoffs uh, season of baseball and the headline is AB this, AB that, AB this. Oh, yeah. You know, Raiders this, Raiders that. And uh, this is the most exciting time. Um, I had a friend at uh, the Cubs game, uh, I think, on Saturday night. He was there for – he was there at the, the Rebels versus Northwestern, which we put up a, a valiant fight. And in the first half, second half, second Why half. Why can't we get our football crap together over there, man? I, the first half, they were fabulous. Coaches, we've changed uniforms. We've changed players. We've done everything. And it seems like every year it starts off this way. Doesn't it? My expectations are a lot lower than yours. Like, oh. I was at the UNLV versus Arkansas game in the um, – what do you call the Las, yeah, Las Vegas bowl? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I got an Arkansas player thrown out like that's my, and we won that game like that. Like for me, you know, football is what it is. But, uh, my buddy who was at that Cubs game, I said, I told him, I said, for a work, for a work trip, why do your work trips look a lot like vacation? Because, you know, his was just like your trip where he hit the, you know, he was working the UNLV Northwestern game. And then he ends up at the Cubs game. I'm like, that's just not right. Yeah. That's just not right. Yeah. My, my grandma was a diehard, diehard Cubs fan. My, uh, her second husband was actually a minority owner. Wrigley actually sold my, my most people don't know this. He sold my minority shares of the, of the Cubs. And my grandma's second husband was, uh, one of those minority shareholders. Really? Yeah. And so a lot of, a lot of my family members are diehard cub fans, but then I have a lot of family members in LA. So that means they are diehard Dodger fans Yeah. and me. I just like a good little competition. So anyone yeah, that's where I'm at and I like to stir the pot maybe once in a while. And so I'll start, you know, ebbing and ribbing each one of them. You know, I've got, I've got, I've got Dodger gear and I've got Cubs gear, you know, just depending on who I want to rib. You know, I, I grew up a Dodger fan. Uh, my dad used to take us down there when I was young. I, I went there, you know, some of my first major league games were at Dodger stadium. Listen to Vince Scully on the radio, driving up that big hill at the, uh, uh, the stadium, driving in just the whole experience. Yeah. I fell in love with baseball because of the Dodgers being a kid growing up and just I I loved going to the games I love coming back and trying to pretend like I was Oral Hershiser or Kirk Gibson <laughs> or any of those guys back in the 80s and, and just fond fond memories of it I think but, I remember the first time you took your your, your boy to the game because we were coaching together and you took a picture and I'm like oh, I wish my son even enjoyed the game enough to make the trip worth it because we did I the next year I took my whole family and to a, a Dodgers versus Angels game, you know, in town rivalry, but it's mm-hmm. a preseason game. That's yeah, pretty low key. Yeah. Well, you know, it, but over the years, man, the Dodgers can break someone's heart, man. <laughs> they can get so close, so close. And then it just, and, and I'm like, how many years are we doing this, dude? Like, I, I, I just get, 
I don't know. I'm not from LA, so I don't have that deep, deep loyalty. I just have some good fond memories as a child. I don't hate the Dodgers, but you know, sometimes they're not my favorite. Uh, I've gotten frustrated with them over the years, but. Oh, I like that word. I like that word frustrated. Oh man. But that's a good translation for broken heart. (laughs) But I'll tell you what's ruined me on being a particular, not just, I'm a huge fan of the local teams here, but uh, what's ruined me on being a straight up diehard fan on a lot of teams is fantasy sports. I got into fantasy sports and I started paying attention to players. I started looking at stats of players and trading players and watching players. And next thing you know, I'm watching a Yankees and an Orioles game on TV because I have four players playing between the two teams. And I'm watching the game, not really caring the outcome of the game. I don't care who wins, but I wanted to see my pitcher pitch yeah. really well or my one of my hitters smack a home run or give me some points. And I'm, I start following the sport that way. So then I started leaning away more towards players or teams and lean more towards players and, and get really involved in that. The other thing is all my kids have played a lot of Little League. I have hats of every team out there. I buy these hats because I help coach. I'm out there. I'm involved in it. I really enjoy it. Man, I, I got, I think, every team out there's hat because my head is so big. The hats they give away to help coach are these, like, one size up from a little youth hat, and I just I can't do it. So I end up ordering a nice hat for it. So I, I have every team. Like I said, I become more fans of players and get excited when a player is doing something than I ever do, like, just a straight-up team. But my local teams, if a baseball team ever comes here, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I don't care who if it's the Oakland A's. I, I, for a little while, I was hearing rumors, but they fizzled away. If it's the Diamondbacks, I, I don't care who they – whatever they do, man, I'm in. I, I I'm would, in. too. I would, too. Be, well, and it's easier for that on that record because I don't have an affiliation with any major league baseball teams. And I can appreciate like most of what you talk about different uh, teams and different hats and coaching. Um, You know, I'm looking forward to, I think on a future podcast, we're going to have a few of the fathers of major league baseball players come on and talk to us a little, talk us through of like, you know, some of the heartache and some of the trials and hopefully some of the celebration that goes on with, Hey, my son actually made it to the, to the majors or made it to a contract Yeah, and, you know, and live in the dream because, you know, statistically speaking, most people don't make it, you know, even to college, let alone, you know, minor or even major leagues. And so I think that'll be a great podcast coming up to talk about that. And, uh, yeah, so what's funny, like talking about the Diamondbacks and talking about uh, coming here is one of the last Seahawks games I went to was Cardinals versus Seahawks. And talk about bandwagon a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we're down in Phoenix. I'm down there with a buddy. Now that's a beautiful place to watch a game. I've it, been down there, and I've, I, I've, I've watched the Cardinals and the 49ers. Had a great time. Even better great when time. you're a Seahawks fan, and literally 80% of the fans were Seahawks fans. Really? Yeah, the whole the whole pavilion was all Seahawks. So my buddy, we ended up getting Cardinal team tickets, by the way. So I'm sitting with 
the rest, like a bunch of the teams, like families, like on like two rows off of the field. Yeah. And, uh, and we're going to the tailgate with a bunch of corporate, uh, tailgaters. And I'm like, man, these are diehard fans to be tailgating corporate for Cardinals. Cause I don't know if you've checked lately, but they tend not to win. Like that takes a lot of commitment to come out here on a, on a Sunday and start at like, you know, noon and roll around until like six o'clock until the game starts. And, um, but it was, you know, it's joyous for me because we went to the kind of like a downtown area right there around it. And everyone was mm-hmm. all Seahawks up. It was great. Well, uh, when I went there, we were hanging out. We did a, we walked around the tailgate. We didn't tailgate, but me and the buddy, a couple of my buddies, we walked up and down there. They have this grass area yeah. like right out front and everything's set up. They got stages set up. They got music going on. So we're just walking around, hanging out. And I walk in. And at the time, well, he plays for him again, but this was one of his first round. We were walking in, and I looked down, and there's Matt Kemp, the outfielder for the Dodgers. This was a few years ago, so this was before his first trade. I I don't know where he went after. Thought he did some time in with the Padres, and then he moved again. But anyways, this was he was with there, and he was with this little group. So we approached him, man. Easy guy to approach. He was really cool. We kind of stopped him in his tracks, wanted a pitcher, but he was real patient with us. I, I get it. You know, you get real popular and maybe you get kind of tired of like, you know, hey, man, I, I'm here to just enjoy the game too. But at the same, he, he, was, he was great. But the guy that was with him was Dave Stewart. You remember Dave Stewart? Yeah. Pitcher for the Oakland A's. Yeah, for the Oakland A's. They won the World Series. Yeah. Yes. I used to have his baseball card. Same here. So when I saw Dave Stewart, I got more excited. I mean, Matt Kemp is cool. I mean, right. it was cool to see him. We got pictures with him. Dave Stewart's a legend. Yes. Well, at least in our world. Yeah. So when I saw him, I'm like, oh, oh, Mr. Stewart. Oh, you know, and I got more excited because that I can relate back to my childhood way more. I mean, Matt Kemp was cool, but seeing Dave Stewart and Dave Stewart's a quiet. I mean, I, I really don't know if he's a quiet guy, but he was quiet then. He was yeah. being really kind of just like he was nice but he was really quiet but it, it was a lot of fun man and it was it it was really comfortable but it's the same thing you go to diamondbacks games i i've been to a dodger diamondback game and i feel like i was in la yeah it, well it's and so dodger fans. talking about having professional sports here is that's why vegas is such a great market right there's very few destinations globally that can bring in literally you know, quadruple the size of the population. They can bring in half a million people. Like we just had NASCAR here, you know, mm-hmm. NASCAR added another, another weekend because they saw, Hey, we can add another weekend. Everyone wants to come to Vegas. Yeah. It's easy to get to. It's accommodating. You know, sooner or later, well, you know that they will have the Super Bowl here soon. I don't know when, but I think they're they're thinking in three years actually. So well, four years to be twenty twenty three. That's going to be huge in this town, huge. Yeah, and people are going to come, man. Well, that that Golden Knights game I went when they played Detroit. Mind you, this was their first season and their only second home game. So the Golden Knights were still new, and they didn't. We. It was all about the wings that game. Actually, dude, it was red and white everywhere. Matter of fact, the guy. So I got to tell you the story, dude. So we're sitting in, I think, 207. So it's the second ring, you know. Yeah. Common folk. 
I don't know where you I've, sit. I've sat. Hey, Maybe I you sat sit right down. On I the sat. Glass or hey, something. I sat in the common folk, the second upper tier for the Stanley Cup. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. For one of the games, I went to two. And well, were one you of exercising them. humility that week, or just kind of meekness is my middle name. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah. So I, I'm up there, and right at like I, 207, you're looking down, and the visitor bench is right there. Yeah, and then a. Right next to the visitor bench, obviously, is nothing but Red Wings fans. So we're losing the game. We're losing the game. And this guy, about, I say, 10 rows up, maybe a little bit more, from the glass, pulls out this squid and hocks it over the glass <laughs> onto the ice. Pulls another one out. Now, where he hide, was hiding this squid, I have no nice. idea. But in my mind, I'm picturing these drippy nasty squid flinging squid juice all over the fans in front of them over the thing <laughs> and they just right there on the ice the poor knights team that are dressed up that come out and scrape to clean the ice and yeah. all that stuff they come out i don't know if they have experience with squid but when squid i don't think so because the, ice, the first season those kids were a little rough on the ice. Like I think I almost saw two or three of them bite it a couple of times because they were inexperienced. So these two guys come over and they just pick the squid up. Now, if anyone has seen, uh, oh man, what's that Christmas movie where they stick the tongue on the ice pole? Oh, Christmas the, the story. Flag, the Christmas story. Yeah. Same thing with squid on ice. They pick it up and all the the uh, tentacles, tentacles, tentacles. We're sticking right there on the ice. And he picks it up and it rips the squid into like two or three pieces. Oh. It's, now it's a big mess. Now yeah. it's a huge mess. So they're over there with their shovels and trying to scrape it up. Finally, one of the uh, Red Wing players comes over and starts scraping it with his uh, ice skate. It was hilarious. And But me being new to hockey, I had to sit back and Google – because I knew at, at Red Wings games, they throw yeah. the squid on the ice. I had to sit back and Google, Yeah, man, what is up with this, dude? This is a weird tradition. But most of the teams have these kind of traditions. Yeah, fish with the, with the Nashville Predators. And, yeah. yeah. So they, they, with, the, with the Red Wings, I Googled that. I'm, see, I'm going to murder the story because I don't know years. I don't have it right in front of me. But some year, the, Golden, or the Red Wings were going for the Stanley Cup. And they had to win the eight games to win the Stanley Cup. And this guy throws the squid out, and the eight tentacles of the squid represented the eight wins. He throws it out there. The Red Wings win eight games straight to win the Stanley Cup. And this was like in the 1950s or something like that. And they, it was a long – so then it just turns into a tradition. And then they, they constantly throw the squid on the ice. Now, the people in Detroit probably are professionals. They can get a squid off the ice like that. Yeah. But here in Las Vegas, we, it was our first time. Those kids struggled. And it, I, don't, I, I hate to say it, but it was kind of fun to watch. Uh, that's, th that's the crazy thing about the Knights game is, you know, and as the traditions go, I've got, a, I've got a, quite a few friends who are playing, you know, recreationally hockey, and they've been doing it for years. Um, there's actually a kid in our office and he's been, uh, uh, an Arizona fan for a coyote fan for a long time. And it's funny that you can go down to Arizona and get $6 tickets. And I'm like, 
parking in Vegas is not $6. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if it's worth it to go road trip. And they're like, no, because the experience that you get at these other places don't even compare to the experience and the electricity. I, I know tonight um, I text a bunch of fans due to his packed house, first preseason. Dude, it's electric. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and well, this, there was a hat trick tonight, wasn't there? Yeah. So, you know. Uh, it is a full-time job keeping up on just the sports right now. It's it is, nice. It's it, fun. It's oh, it's a blast. But you 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 really have to you have to stay on top of it. Yeah. But uh, someone told me that um, that it is cheaper to travel to Arizona, get a hotel room, get tickets to a Coyotes game, even if they're playing the Golden Knights, take a weekend. And go down there, and it's cheaper than the tickets here. But like you said, Eric, family pack with hot dogs and four drinks. I think last year was advertised at like forty-four dollars down in Arizona. Down in Arizona, see, but here it's a show. It is a show. It is like a Las Vegas Strip show. Yeah. Well, even Anaheim. Anaheim wasn't much different. And you know what game was the most expensive last year? I'm pretty sure for Anaheim. No. The Knights. Oh, was it? Yeah, everybody wants to see the Knights. I think it's awesome, man. I love the fact that there's bandwagon. You know, I don't want to say bandwagon, but there's fans everywhere going, dude, that was something special. Like Vegas is something special. Yeah. You know, I know we lost in the Stanley Cup against Washington that first year. But in my eyes, we totally won. Absolutely. You cannot imagine a team to come out their very first year and do that. It, w- it was magical. It was exciting. It got the entire city to look at them. It got the entire world to look at it. It was awesome. And so, yes, we didn't raise the cup, but we won. Yeah. We definitely won. I mean, w- we walked away solidified in the hockey community after that. And it's just a matter of time. Oh, so speaking of you, that is a. Uh I don't know if you know any Canadian hockey fans. But wait, wait, wait. It's easier to find a Canadian that's not a hockey fan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, you know, Canadians come to Vegas all the time. And yeah. I had to ask them. I'm like, so, you know, a lot of them have second homes here or family here. I'm like, so where are you guys at with the Knights? And they're like, uh, well, our, some of them were like, well, our home, like we spend more time in Vegas. So uh, well, this year we're Golden Knights fans. And I'm like, really? Wow. And they're like, um, yeah, you know. Don't Van- tell anyone back home. Yeah, Vancouver <laughs> doesn't have much of a chance any year. So, you know, Vancouver like plays in something just a little bit bigger than like than a like a basketball gym. Like you are like intently like right around there. Like it only holds. Oh, really? Yeah. The, some of the stadiums are pretty small around the NHL. And so they're like, oh, yeah, we're totally Golden Knights fans. So like. They're the same thing. They're like, hey, we're we're Golden Knights fans unless, you know, Vancouver or Toronto is here. Otherwise, we're Golden Knights fans all yeah, the way. Yeah. So it's awesome, man. I it, these last couple of years with these sports coming in, it, it's been electric. And I think the Raiders are gonna bring it to this community. And I think uh, whatever comes in the future. Uh, the aces, it, it's it, it's just it's a lot of fun. I think NBA is just right around the corner. I and uh, well, and so that's another part about it. So my son was playing flag football a couple of years ago, and Stacy Ogman, it was Stacy Ogman was uh, I think it was either the 
summer before he got the contract to be assistant coach at UNLV. But for me, who is a diehard UNLV fan, you know, having celebrities around once in a while, like you talk about Matt Kemp, Stacey Ogman, mm -hmm. a lot of these players are, are parents too, you know, oh, and yeah. they have their kids playing in sports. And so that brings another level of, okay, you know what? Are their kids any good? Maybe their kids aren't as good as some other players. You know, where are they at and seeing those dynamics of, of life balance, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think who, I can't remember who it was, but like their, their child wasn't like, wasn't as great in the same sport, but his child was like doing something else. And it was like, Hey, that's a, that's a good dad right there making great decisions, you know, oh, which yeah. made me want to, you know, just embrace him more as an athlete and as a fan. Absolutely. And that's what makes it fun to be out there. Uh, even volunteering yourself, you get to rub shoulders with a, a lot of these people and they're, they're great parents great parents you know that's uh that's kind of the exciting thing about uh, this podcast is that's something we're going to be looking at is trying to find find these kind of people out there and, and and talk to them hear their story hear their experiences and try to try to get some good advice from them uh i've even talked to a couple dads about this podcast already um, one of them is really big in the club soccer here in, in the valley and i'm super excited to have him on and talk about uh, soccer in the Valley and, and how it works. And if there's parents out there with real little kids and they're interested in getting their kids in the soccer leagues or baseball leagues or this and that, we're going to have these kind of people on there. And this guy, he, he works effortlessly for his own daughters, coaching them, but he's really involved in it, really involved in it. And it, it'll be fun to, to, to get an insight. I don't know much about soccer, but it's going to be a, a good time to talk to him and and get a few of these people on here yeah and that's you know i going back to that flag football i consider myself a pretty decent coach and but seeing other people coach at, at great levels helps you raise the bar and that's the same thing with professional sports like seeing how professionals actually get things done if you've seen the warm-ups between kevin durant and another nba player you know why he's a superstar oh well, yeah and, and, you know, same thing. You see Kemp, you see all these, you know, upper elite athletes and the way the, the progressions they go through, you know, they, do, you know, you, you, you can see it right off the of hand. If you're looking, you can see what the difference between a high level athlete is and an elite athlete. Yeah. And us weekend, weekend warriors, too. Yeah. So. And that's definitely a neat. Yeah. Definitely I'm, I'm definitely but looking forward to some of the guests we're going to have. Um, we're reaching out to a couple of them. If there's anyone, you know, that wants to get on the podcast, get their story out, reach out to Adam and I, we're really looking forward to giving a voice to a lot of guys. You talk about Dave Stewart being a quiet guy is there's a lot of unsung heroes. One of the guests we have coming up is a former UNLV uh, basketball player. And his story is both emotional and exciting because that's what it's like one of those great stories. He's got a gorgeous wife, gorgeous kids. And he loves his kids. And to hear his story is like when I think of him, I think of like salt of the earth, one of those great, just great guys. Like I like I'm a better person because he's been in my life. Yeah. And and I'm excited to have guests like that come on. And and hopefully he's as inspirational for you guys as he is for me. Absolutely. And we definitely want to get this growing. 
Uh, one of the things is um, us being on iTunes. Uh, please, uh, please uh, um, subscribe. Subscribe. There's the word. There's the word. Oh, uh, did you hear that word? Subscribe. Subscribe to us and leave a comment and talk about it. You, you know how social media is and all this works. These algorithms. You got to talk about it. So please leave us a comment. Talk to us. Uh, our email is uh, staying at trouble podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, or if you got a awesome story yourselves, let us know. You know, we're, uh, we want this to grow into something. Or Golden Knights tickets. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, if you want to take us to dinner and a Golden Knights game, that's a good way to be a friend. Absolutely. And we'll put you on the podcast as long as you want. We'll talk about whatever you want. Yeah, whether your microphone is muted or not, entirely <laughs> up to you. So, uh, well, I may just accidentally do that. Yeah. I did that on the last podcast. If anyone was listening, uh, I kind of messed up on the editing, but I went back, fixed it. Everything's good now. Uh, that was kind of a boo-boo on my side. But, uh, but yeah, we want this to grow. So, so hit us up. We're even on Instagram. Staying in trouble, you'll be able to find us, and uh, and we got a lot of cool things coming along, man. And so, anyways, uh, like to know, thank our sponsors, like to thank Rooftop Realty. Uh, for full disclosure, I know the owner; he's a good guy. <laughs> uh, buy, sell, rent, lease to option. There's a new lease option program that's out there. Um, you know, I will say this of all the, the stuff I see when you guys are putting on viewings or showing homes and stuff, it's, it always looks like a good time. I, I, you see realtors out there, they're really, you know, they know what they're doing and they, they seem legit, but these guys, they bring a dunk tank. I mean, they, why have, why make your home buying experience boring? Have a good time doing it, right? That's right. I mean, I, I don't know anything about selling a home, but. Have you seen ice cream cones? Have you seen ice cream cones? I, well, have you seen me? Yeah. Of course I've seen ice cream cones. Well, yeah. We're, we're throw, we, we, we do ice cream now at our open houses, dunk tank. When we make it a full-on, like. See, that's awesome. Uh, full-on affair. We did uh, we did an open house two weeks ago, dunk tank, uh, full canvas of the neighborhood, and we had a ton of people out. It was a great time. And hopefully we'll get that house under contract this week. So, Awesome. Awesome. Well, it always looks like a good time to me. I, I turn to my wife and I'll see a video on Facebook. It's like, dude, that just looks like fun. Let's go buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's the whole money side to it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're right on, man. Episode three in the bag. Dude. This, this is, is fun. This is blast. It, it's it's going to, there'll be more stories to come and it's going to, man, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm excited so too, and, I, and I'm excited to give back. Hopefully, uh, I might be throwing in some tickets. We'll talk to some of the sponsors and and uh, start throwing some challenges and some prizes out there. That'll be fun too. So, we like to give back. That's part of the the genre. So, absolutely, and tell your friends about it. Listen to us. Tell your friends. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Yep. S U B. Right on. S C R I B E. Make it happen. All right. Next time. All right. We'll see you.